The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan on a Monday. Thank you for starting your week with us. Graham Hill, pulling double duty, just produced the Adam Gold Show, sticking around to produce The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Um, at some point, you know what, I think we we might get uh, accused for false advertising for that intro. I know, we need to update that. I mean, I'm not saying we need to update it. I'm just saying, you know, uh, a Panthers highlight, a Canes win. Some of these things haven't happened in a while. And, and Somebody coming down from North Carolina or South Carolina is going to be like, what? <laughs> these uh, teams were successful at one point? What is going on here? Uh, the Panthers-Saints game this past weekend is the definition of why you don't say out loud these words. At least it can't get worse. Because it always can. It can always get worse. So I won't say it this time either. Right Last week it felt like there was a lot of, at least it can get worse. And it certainly got worse over the weekend. So I'm not going to say it because they'd find a way. But, man, that Saints game was rough. 28-6, to Panthers lose to New Orleans. Do you realize that somehow the Saints looked less functional? They looked more dysfunctional than the Rams. Uh, they were dealing with more injuries. The, the, the Panthers won essentially every offensive statistic. Yet the Saints won 28-6 to on sheer force of the Panthers are going to find a way to lose this one. Derek Carr was getting yelled at by his teammates. He threw for like 12 yards. They won 28-6. to That's not even that, that's not like, oh, it was one break here or there. That, that's a lot of points. Here's every uh, – I went back and, and I grabbed some of the statistics, the offensive statistics that the Panthers won. Uh, the Panthers had more first downs than the Saints. They were better on third down than the Saints. They ran 27 more plays than the Saints. They had almost 100 more total yards than the Saints. They ran for over 100 more rushing yards than the Saints. They had less penalty yard yardage than the Saints. And they had almost 10 minutes more time of possession. And they found a way to lose by 22. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. You named your special teams coordinator your interim head coach, which is unusual, right? Usually you go with uh, either a more traditional position coach or even a coordinator. They named their special teams coordinator their interim head coach. You had a blocked punt slash fumbled punt. It was a blocked punt. A blocked punt returned for a touchdown on you, and you doinked a 41-yard field goal off the post. That's with your special teams coordinator being the most important coach in, in, in the room. Here's Chris Tabor, that interim head coach, on what he saw in the blocked punt. It was a blocked punt. Man didn't go out and block the guy he was supposed to, so that was uh, that's, a, that's a mistake that obviously cannot happen. It doesn't. To me, it's a block punt. It's a block punt. They scored off of it. So it's it's. However, however people want to score it in fantasy football, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, we made a mistake. Didn't didn't do our job, and that that uh, hurt us there. I thought our defense played outstanding uh, to, to to keep us in things. And uh, you know, there in the fourth quarter, we haven't we have an opportunity to to go down and tie, and we didn't get it done. We'll talk about the defense. The defense is very much uh, everything comes with context situation. But the overall team doesn't. The overall team, we listen, we will and we should, and we'll talk about every little detail from the game and bring up the ones that matter and the ones that don't. Overarching, you lost by 22 to a team that is no better than you. 
You lost by 22 to a team you outplayed. You know how people say you have to learn how to win, right? When you're changing a culture, you have to learn how to win. This team just knows ins and outs of, they know like the back of their hand ways to lose. Defense is playing well. All right, well, then our special teams will give up a touchdown. Uh, our offense will, will not do, quite frankly, anything. Add a couple turnovers in there. Uh, when they get down to the – meaning the, the offense. When the offense gets down to the goal line, they'll go with aggressive play calling and play action to suffer big yardage sacks, and, and that's going to hold back everything. It's It's – you know, my college coach used to say when when – you know, we escaped with a win, that it was a classic way to lose a ball game. The Panthers know every different classic way to lose a ball game. Mental errors, badly timed turnovers, those types of things, it's 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 hard, right? Because I brought up the the blocked punt, Chris Tabor, you just heard him describe it. It was one guy not making his block. If you watch the film, I would guess it's Ian Thomas, backup tight end, uh, kind of a, a miscommunication out there on the edge, didn't block his guy. That feels explainable, right? One guy made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. Graham makes mistakes. Ian, Tom Ian Thomas makes mistakes. We all make mistakes. But if every play or every drive – one person is making a crucial mistake. Your team is not very good. Right now, they simply don't have the performances to overcome the one mistake. Right? If, if you had, uh, let me think here, like peak Lamar Jackson playing quarterback, then, yeah, your offensive line can make some mistakes because he's going to make the guy miss and turn it into a positive. If you had uh, peak uh, uh, Julio Jones at wide receiver, guess what? Your quarterback can make some mistakes and throw it into double coverage because he's going to catch it anyway. If, if you Same is true on defense, right? If you had peak Julius Peppers, you wouldn't have to cover as long. Your secondary wouldn't have to be as good because he's going to get to the quarterback in two and a quarter seconds. Right now, the Panthers don't have that. And you're tempted to say, well, one mistake here, one mistake there. Bryce Young misses Jonathan Mingo on a walk-in touchdown. Oh, that's just one mistake. Every quarterback makes mistakes. Oh, he's young. You have to give him grace. You have to give him leeway. I hear you, but guess what? You're not good enough to miss walk-in touchdowns. There, there is that that you know. There's a <laughs> there's a great quote by Coach K. Okay, Coach K was talking to Shane Battier a billion years ago, uh, and he said, "Don't let perfect get in the way of being very good." Basically, meaning don't obsess over perfect so much that you make bigger mistakes because you're obsessing over it. That is a very rare coaching point. Okay, you need to have someone like Shane Battier to make that coaching point. Somebody that is wildly driven and might even be be getting a negative outlook if they aren't perfect for most teams perfection is the goal you have to be perfect in every aspect of the game that's the demand because you know any small mistake can upend everything the panthers have too many of them the panthers have too darn many of them and they compound. We'll talk about Bryce Young later on. Uh, his fumble interception, I don't know what it is about the Panthers this week. Nobody could decide what type of turnover they had. Was it a blocked punt? Was it a fumble? Nobody knew. Was it an interception? Was it a fumble? Nobody knew. 
Bryce Young's, it was an eight-man protection. That means, I mean, there's only 11 guys on the field. One of them's the quarterback. You had eight guys in, in protection, eight guys blocking for the quarterback. That means you only have two in a route, and it was a jailbreak, right? It was, it was a defensive party in the backfield. It was everybody meet at the quarterback. That's one mistake, right? The protection, despite putting all those players up there, couldn't get it done. Then you add to it with a panic play by your quarterback leads to the turnover. One mistake becomes two mistakes, becomes three mistakes, becomes four mistakes, and suddenly you're down 28-6 to six in a game that you had essentially a better producting, better productive game. You had more production. I, I don't want to ask if it's rock bottom. I know I got a, an update on, on my phone from ESPN that said, uh, Bryce Young, rock bottom, question mark. That was the highlight. That was the headline everybody was talking about. I'm not going to ask if it's rock bottom because I know how far rock bottom can be. I'm just going to say that was very, very bad. A very, very rough game for the Panthers. And, and at this point, they're so darn good at being that bad. I'm not sure it's going to change. This is what Rod Brennamore is thinking right now okay. after after the road trips up in Canada. Come Monday, it'll be all right. Hopefully. Will it? Will it, will it be? They still have one more game in Canada, correct? Ottawa? Correct. Tomorrow night, right here on the fan. They're 0 for 4 in Canada right now. Four games, four straight losses. 4-3 to Vancouver on Saturday. Many of you, hopefully, were either out partying on a Saturday night or maybe slept through it because it wasn't that fun. It started at 10 o'clock. The most overrated thing in professional sports is to follow, and that is the players-only meeting. Apparently up in Canada, the, the 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 Canes got together and said, we need a players-only meeting. Hmm. It's the most overrated thing in professional sports. I love it when, when and no disrespect to them because they're reporting on it, and it is news, and fans do get excited by it. But I love when a, when a beat reporter thinks they got the inside scoop. There was a players-only meeting at the hotel last night. After the coaches left, there was a players-only meeting in the locker room, in the clubhouse, in, in the facility, in the, in the team room. The players-only meeting. If you want to react to anything, there's plenty to react to as far as what the Canes have been putting on the ice. But if you want to react to anything, react to the losses. React to losing five of your last six. React to, to losing close games, blowout games. Uh, react to losing games that your goalies play halfway decent. React to playing games where your goalies can't stop anything. React to that. Players' meetings are motivational speeches at best. They lack coherence most of the time. And and quite frankly, there's a reason why coaches are coaches because they're the ones that are comfortable getting up there, having a mission, and, and crafting a message. When the veterans get up there and just start doing the, listen, this is not how we do things. We're better than this. Got to get, get what pucks on the net. Like, you got to get in deep. Like, whatever the, they're saying, it's nothing the coaches haven't said already. It's, it's your head's in the right place, but it's a symptom of a bigger problem, not a prescription to cure the bigger problem. When you start having players-only meetings, I mean, you're not going to walk out of there and go, oh, duh, I didn't realize I wasn't pulling my part. Thanks, guys. I, I will start playing harder now and deferring to you in bigger moments. 
A players-only meeting is what you do, what you go to when nothing else is working. When you're looking around going, why isn't the thing that has been working for years working anymore? It must be effort. It must be distraction. It must be someone's not buying in. It must be something along those lines. Let's get together and be dramatic about it. Let's get together and kick the coaches out. No cameras so we can be honest. Because when coach is in the room, we're all lying. Like, what are we doing here? Let's do Fight Club. Yeah, let's. <laughs> How did anyone find out about this players-only meeting? They just see him walking out of a room and go, wait, there were no coaches in there. That must be a players-only meeting. Here's the thing. I think it's a good sign that everybody still cares. It's a good sign that the veterans, I'm assuming the veterans, are are taking ownership of the team. It's a good sign that they recognize they are a third of the way through the season and they are essentially two games over 500. It's a good sign that they're not okay with that. But are, what, are they going to come out of there with a better goalie? Are they going to walk into the room, walk out, and 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 have a different a different defensive scheme that doesn't ask for so many highlight goal saves from the guy between the pipes? Are they going to walk out of that room and have a healthy Andrei Svechnikov? If they walk out of there motivated, that's great. If they walk out of there with a new lease on life and fun and, and, and excitement, that's great. But I'm going to need Rod Brindamore to make some tangible changes, more so than just getting the group to run out of there, smacking the Notre Dame play like a champion sign or the believe sign from Ted Lasso. Like, I'm going to need more than that. Here's Rod Brindamore on what the conversation was after another close loss on the road for the Kings. You know, it's... I don't know. It's tough because you, you got to play 60 minutes, right? And uh, can't, like I said, it's, you know, when you just give a goal here or there, it's, right now we, we don't have that margin, right? So that's been the, the interesting thing. Um, but at the end of the day, too, our, our, we got to get more out of some of our guys. Our top guys are not, I don't think they're scoring. They're not really contributing offensively, which is making it hard, you know? So I like the third, though. That was, you know, we dug in and, you know, just didn't get it. Do you know what's even more interesting about the the players-only meeting after hearing that and hearing that similar sentiment after previous losses on this road trip? The top guys aren't contributing offensively. Yeah, where's guys like Sebastian Ajo, Seb Jarvis, Tavo Teravine? Well, where, where have they been at these past four games? Well, that's what makes it interesting about the players-only meeting because every, every locker room I've been a part of, every locker room I've talked to, uh, every every locker like the good guys are the leaders whether you want it to be or not right it's very very rare to have like a third stringer be a captain because he's just a great guy and everybody looks up to him there might be a third stringer that's a great guy and everybody looks up to but the true leaders on the team are the best players so what happens what is said in a players only meeting when it's the top guys that aren't performing do you, i mean do you think it's a role player's job to stand up there and be like sebastian Listen, man, $9.75 million a year. We were all there. We were all excited when you signed the contract. Time to start playing like it. You think that's going to go well? Or is it going to feel like the, the, the you know, freshman yelling at the senior? That might turn into Fight Club. <laughs> I don't know because, see, you can't touch Seabass. You, you can't touch Sebastian. So it would be someone else coming up, and then it's just, you know, it's like old school fighting where you have to send your, your, your conduit. Um, 
I just I I I think the the more important part of their season are the tangible fixes, which would be making a move for a goalie. It would be changing up your your lines, or it would be sending someone to to a little uh healthy scratch for a day or two to really rattle them and let them know what's up. I think it's time for tangible changes more so than than dramatic conversations. More so than let's close the door, let's put the head coach and the assistants out of there, let's make sure the trainers don't hear us and say some rah-rah, let's go win one for the Gipper speeches. You lost 4-3 to Vancouver. Vancouver's a good team. Right? There's no disrespect in losing that game. There's just disrespect in every game over the last four finding a way to lose and losing five of your last six and going from well above 500 to now two games over 500. You're 14, 12, and one. The time for speeches was about a week ago. Now it's time for real fixes.